Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of AFK Discussions. It's your boy Jason. And guess who's with me tonight, guys? A very special guest that you you will never guess. I mean, I went so far out of my way to get this guy to come on. The world famous Taekwon. Yo, what's going on, everybody? I'm back. I'm back from from babycation, paternity Baby. leave. I guess I kind of took because I go back to work tomorrow. But I guess like paternity leave from work and from the podcast was like the same, right? So it yeah. kind of works out. Maybe yeah, it kind of works out. But um, yeah, dude, I'm back. I'm excited to get back in the swing of things. Start talking about some weird stuff, some conspiracy th- stuff, some supernatural things. Um, for those of you that are new to the podcast, either this episode or last episode, maybe, um, I, me and my wife had our first child. His name is Elias Parker Ragland. Um, he is a month old tomorrow, which is awesome. Um, he's super healthy, baby boy. And if you want to see what he looks like, of course, he's cuteness bundled up in happiness. Um, I posted a, 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 a picture on our Instagram. So uh, if you want to see what I've been up to or what me, what me and my wife created, he's there um, for you guys to look at. But yeah, man, I'm super excited. How, how have things been since I've been gone? Dude, it's been it's been pretty good. It's been a little crazy, just a little bit. Um, uh, let's do help, housekeeping before we get into that because uh, we're gonna get uh get weird here in a minute. Sure. So, um, for you guys that don't know, um, we love feedback here at AFK Discussions. Um, and we take that feedback in the form of emails, DMs. Comments on YouTube videos, any way you guys can get a hold of us, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so whatever you're doing right now, stop. If you're driving, pull over on the side of the road. Uh, if you're listening inside of your car, um, whatever podcatcher you're listening to us on, please give us a five star review. Tell us how we're doing. Um, if you're not going to give us a five star review, don't comment. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we always love constructive criticism as well. Um, but yeah, go follow us on Facebook, Instagram. YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, hit that bell notification. Um, I'm working on getting a green screen, so we will be recording videos with every episode um, after this one, because unfortunately I wasn't able to find one before this episode started. Um, Yeah, and the shout out to Facebook, the Facebook Mafia, the AFK Discussions Facebook Mafia. You guys are killing it, man. I mean, we went from um, zeros to heroes uh, on Facebook, and it's all thanks to you guys um, as listeners, so we really appreciate that. Yeah, dude, the Facebooks, I mean, those guys are legends over there. And I just want to thank everyone. I mean, because they like interact and talk to us. Man, I can't pay people to interact on Instagram. Instagram, you're letting me down. Facebook, legends. I feel like on Instagram, I feel like I have such, this is going to sound so weird. And it's kind of like a irrational thought process, but I feel like I have really limited time when I'm in Instagram. So I try to get through things as fast as possible. Um, and then when I find something I really like, I'll save it. And then sometimes I'll even go back to my other save videos and watch those. Um, and one more thing I got to say, guys, uh, I'm taking a lot of long pauses because I can't breathe through my nose. Um, the seasons are starting to change. It's, it's going from summer to fall. And when that happens, my allergies flare up really bad all of a sudden for some reason. I've never had allergies until I hit 30, by the way. So um, the reason I keep taking these weird, awkward pauses 
is because I have to breathe. Um, you don't to, need to breathe? To, what are you talking about? In order to stay alive, I need to breathe, right? <laughs> and I can't breathe through my nose, so I'm having to pause every once in a while to try to breathe through my mouth because, uh, as we all know, I'm a talker. So, Yeah, dude. So I will jump right into the weirdness. <laughs> you may have seen a tie. I don't know because uh, I posted about it. But uh, I know you haven't been on social media that much. But um, so at first I thought this weird whistle um, just appeared in my bedroom. Um, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of it. So seeing the whistle, it is weird. And we were like, where's this? Where did this come from? And so we asked our son, like, Rory, have you seen this whistle? He's like, no, I've never seen it. And I asked the girls, they said they have never seen it, right? So it, a couple of weeks, I started asking everyone. Some people on, on Facebook had had uh, responded and say, you know, said you know, what it was and what they thought it was and what I should do with it. Um, so we, I started thinking, after, after someone posted and said that it was an African voodoo whistle, I was like, African voodoo whistle? Where in the heck? Would an African voodoo whistle come from? And then I was like, my mother-in-law went to Africa like about a year ago. And um, so I was like, Tiffany, do you think your mom brought this back? She's my, Tiffany was like, nah, mom, no, she didn't bring this back. And so um, I, I was like, well, ask her. And so she asked her mom and her mom's like, yeah, I, got it. I brought it back for Rory. And I asked Rory, and Rory's like, no, she never gave that to me. So he doesn't know where it came from. But it, it, it is an African voodoo whistle that I've tracked down, like, symbols and stuff. And it, I couldn't find out what they meant, but, I, I mean, there are pictures of very similar whistles that are labeled as voodoo whistles. I couldn't find a purpose. No one's really posting what the purposes are for the whistle. Um, but the the thing is you know we questioned my mother-in-law and she's like oh it was just, it was in there with all the rest of the toys you know and uh that's that's one of the things with these objects sometimes that you know people like voodoo priests and stuff um they'll put them in toys and you know unsuspecting buyers will buy them and you know bring home this object and uh, I know you, I know you'll remember Ty. We've talked about this in the past where there have been weird things going on in like mine and Tiffany's bedroom with you yep. know stuff walking on the bed, and Tiffany said that it feels like the bed's vibrating and shadow figures, all 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 kinds of stuff, right? Right. And we were like, maybe this whistle has been the cause of it the whole time, right? So last week. Um, I, my birthday was on Saturday, so I took Thursday and Friday off of work. Um, so I took the whistle and I took it to an undisclosed location and I buried it. <laughs> oh, um, gosh. that's what everyone on Facebook was like, dude, you got to go bury that whistle, get rid of it. Then someone said, Hey, you know, you need to put a warning on it in case anyone finds it. So I went back and did that because it, it's, it's not that far from where I live, where I buried it, but it's far enough to be <laughs> away from me. So, but the thing is, Ty, it, things have like really settled down. There hasn't been 
weird things going on in the room anymore since I got rid of that thing. So say what you will. Say, you know, it's we're manifesting it ourselves, but we didn't know the whistle was there. So, yeah, you know, that's I, that couldn't be it. You know, I've, I don't know. I'll tell you what, I've always really and this might be weird to me. Um, I've always really liked. Like voodoo-esque movies. Yeah. Um, there was what is the most recent one? Um, have you ever seen the show Power? I don't think I have. Um, the cast of the show, Omari Hedrick, Hedrick, um, was in this movie. I'm going to tell you exactly what it's called. Spell. Spell? Yeah. So it came out in 2020 and he's from Louisiana. Um, his dad lived in this really, he grew up in this small community. His dad raised him in the small community of like, uh, basically people who believe in like black magic and voodoo. Yeah. Well, in the movie, his dad passes away, so he's going to go home to visit his dad, right? Yeah. And so he has like a pilot's license, and he, um, and he flies this little bitty, you know, like uh, prop plane, single prop plane um, down to um, where he's from. Well, while they're over the bayou, they end up uh, crashing. And he has his whole family with him. It's like his wife, his kids, and him. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up crashing and, um, whenever, whenever they crash, he, like, he's the only one that comes to, and he's in like this weird house and there's this, like this older black lady there. And, um, the, basically the premise of the show is he's like trying to get out and get his family out. And they're, dude, they're like straight up voodoo. They're like blowing dust in his face and. She has like a the cops show up and and she has a doll that she sews the mouth up on and so he can't like he's trying to scream and he can't scream like his mouth's wide open. Oh my god! You know, um, but yeah, dude, freaking freaking crazy, dude. Um, yeah, I, I I've always thought though there's other movies that are kind of like that, um, but that's the most. That's the most recent one that I've watched. Yeah. Um, but like, I think voodoo stuff is like very, very interesting. Yeah, it, it's I, it's always been really cool to me. It's very interesting and uh, very creepy because I mean, it's it's a thing. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's 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 weird. So it's the origins. I think it came from Africa, and then it went to Haiti, and I think when the Haitians um, settled in Louisiana. Um, and that's, that's where they're like the Creole language comes from. This comes from Haiti. Um, but that's like the religion that they brought over and it kind of mixed with, I know there's, what is it? I can't think of the name of this. There's, there's like a weird mixture of voodoo and like Catholicism down there too. That's, it's very strange. It's not Santeria. Santeria is a little different, but, um, yeah, I can't think of the name of it off my head, off the top of my head, but yeah, it's. Some weird stuff, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, and like, and like, you're talking about like stuff happening in your house. Um, another movie came out recently, very recently. I actually watched it while I was on paternity leave. Um, the Pope's Exorcist. Have you watched it yet? Oh, I have not. I've heard it's um, uh, 
Who's in it? Russell Crowe, right? Russell Crowe, yeah, dude. Yeah, I heard it's supposed to be really good. Um, Remember, we kind of—I won't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Cool. We remember when we did that episode on the demon possession. We mentioned a little bit. We touched on the trailer. Yeah, yeah, but we talked about the um, Exorcist guy that was based. The story's based off of. Apparently, he's a real person and wrote books and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's legit, dude. So, I mean, that's another thing we need to do another show on because that that one, you know, we kind of got sidetracked and never really fi- finished the exorcism and demon, demon possession thing. We kind of <laughs> it was a really good episode, but you know, I think we need to um, come back to that one um, yeah. pretty soon and do another episode for sure. I mean, that rabbit hole is deep. Yeah. Deep. Dude. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could do a whole episode just on like exorcist, like the, the priests, you know? Yeah. Um, there's some, like the one, one of the most famous ones, Malachi Martin, there's a lot of crazy stuff that he, um, wrote about that he experienced. Um, but yeah. So dude, you know what? So whenever we were talking, because I haven't really talked to Ty much, because he was, I didn't, I wanted to leave him be and let him be with the baby, and uh, so Ty was like, "Yo, we need to do an episode on the Maui thing." Yeah, dude, dude I, I'm I'm ready for this because it is crazy. Did you listen to that Tenfold Hat episode I sent you? I did not. Oh, did dude. Not. I'll I'll touch on some of the stuff if I can remember it all, dude. It. it it's crazy. It is um, wild, like the stuff that they talked about. I didn't even realize it, but it makes total sense. So um, I'm, I'm going to let you start this out because, uh, you know, it's it's it, it's very interesting thing. So what do you, what are your thoughts on the Maui fires? Okay. So first off, I just want to say, before we get started with this, um, this is what has happened to these people is horrendous. Um, their lives have been destroyed. We're not making light of this situation at all. Um, we're just giving our opinions and insights just as everybody else does on the internet. Um, so prayers are with the people that are in Maui, um, and hopefully they can uh, rebuild their lives. Right? So yeah. I'm going to start there. Second off. Okay. So Maui fires, man. So when I first saw everything, um, I didn't think too much about it really right like i was like ah wildfires it's hawaii it's it's a grouping of active volcanoes anyway um wildfires happen all over the place i mean just even what seven years ago we had wildfires here in tennessee that you know pretty much burned you know gatlinburg and the smoky mountains on on this side of the the line um to the ground yeah. right um and the wildfires you know they come to find out the wildfires were set by um, a, f- a few teenagers um, from Tennessee. So um, I, I really didn't think anything of it. And I kind of just went on about my time. But as new dads do, um, when the baby sleeps, uh, we will uh, get on social media. And of course, I start going down, uh, looking at Instagram reels and things like that. And somebody said, these fires are a conspiracy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I was like, can nothing just be what it is, yeah. right? 
And then they pointed out the most interesting thing about the fires is the cars and the asphalt being melted. Yeah. And like these cars, you know, cars have aluminum on them. You can see the multiple, you can see the aluminum as it's dried, it was liquefied, right? Yeah. And you still have trees and stuff standing. How is that possible? That's a good question. And so, um, dove a little deeper and, you know, speculations were, um, satellites. Um, another one was like a targeted attack. Um, but the most interesting one, of course, and I think the one that we're going to touch on most is the, um, the energy weapon theory. Yeah. The concentrated energy weapons. And, um, and with that, some videos started to surface, right? So you, you see these videos of Maui basically getting shot by what looks like a laser beam. Yeah. Um, is it, is this weapons testing? I, I don't know why Maui, right? Why not a group of islands that aren't inhabited? Maybe you needed to test it in the U.S. so that, you know, you could avoid outsiders coming to check out the results, right? Seeing what's happening, right? Maybe that's, maybe that's a thing. Um, but when you start running some of the numbers on melting points of aluminum and why trees are still standing, you start to see some of the videos. Um, and then there's also... A very there's a very famous podcast out there. I don't know what it's called. I see reels from it all the time. Um, the guy had a uh, a guest on that was like a scientist from the South Pole, and he's basically talking about. Um, he's he even says in interviews like direct energy weapons is something that people need to get in their vocabulary and they need to get in their vocabulary vocabulary very fast. Um, and he talks about there being technologies in the South Pole that people would not believe exist, right? Like, obviously, I would love to get this guy on AFK discussions, but this guy is like, you know, next level. Yeah. Um, but you guys know me. I'm always very on the fence about things. Um, but the evidence here is pretty overwhelming. I would say to the point, there's only a couple of conspiracy theories that I like truly believe in um and another one is that a plane didn't hit the pentagon it was a missile right yeah there's tons of evidence and this is kind of i feel like we're kind of in a similar situation with this whole maui thing um but before before i dive deeper in my thought process like what do you think jason like walk me through the the process of how you just you know obviously it was all over the news right but like what do what do you think's going on so I, I was like, when it happened, I was like, oh man, you know, like you were saying, it's a volcano has erupted or, um, something to that effect. Um, and I, I really didn't think anything of it, you know, until yeah. I, I saw the, the pictures that surfaced of the direct energy weapon beam, um, hitting, you know, the neighborhoods. Um, and that's not the first time I've heard of something like that happening. So the first time was a few months ago, 
um, when all the wildfires fires in Canada happened, um, there was like someone who posted a video of like a satellite image imagery of the wildfires, you know, like the heat, you can, you know, like how the, it was like a, a satellite image of, you know, the heat spreading. Thermal. It's like a Therm- thermal. Yeah, image. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, sure. So, um, and all the wildfires like started like simultaneously, but in like different areas. And it was very weird. You had wildfires. (laughs) You got to talk like you're from Tennessee. You got to go to wildfires. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, so, so like all these like fires started like at the same time. And they were like, what could cause this? I mean, did someone go in there and set it? Or, um, you know, but it sounds to me like could be another direct energy weapon test. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, I was like, well, why, why would they pick Maui? I mean, it's a, you know, it's the whole that was a question I had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, it's, you know, Hawaii islands. I mean, well, you know why? But then when I was listening to, uh, the tinfoil hat podcast, um, he had a guest on, I think it was, it was either a week or two weeks ago. Um, if I remember, I'll, I'll post a link to the episode because it's it, you guys got to listen to it because they got way more information than I, what I have. So apparently that neighborhood is indigenous land and um, it's in like the document, the treaty with when, you know, whenever Hawaii became a U.S. state, a U.S. state that they couldn't take that land from the people because it was in, you know, indigenous lands and they couldn't be forced off, you know, like if someone wanted to come in, come in and develop it, they couldn't like force them off, you know, like they do. They, what's it called? Imminent domain. Yeah. Where they're wanting to build roads and stuff. And, you know, they just pretty much take your land. Yeah. Um, so there was like a clause where they just couldn't, couldn't take their land. And, um, there was, I think they were trying to buy the land because they wanted to develop it. Cause it's like prime real estate. And, um, so they pretty much destroyed it, making the you know land pretty much worthless um, to the you know the people who live there. Um, I mean, yeah, they could rebuild, but I mean, you know, they may not have money to rebuild. So they you know can offer them you know nickel and dynamo, like bottom dollar amount for this land, and get it cheap and you know develop whatever they want. Um, another thing that, uh, happened during that, which is, uh, it really, really, it's going to hit you hard too, Ty, cause you're, you're a new dad. Um, apparently there was, um, a high wind advisory or something like that. And so they shut all the schools down. So um, all the kids <clears throat> were at home when this happened and there's like hundreds of children that just died because all the fires and their parents are at work. These kids are home alone. That's no so way, awful, no way to That's get out. So awful, dude. That's yeah. so awful, dude. It's it's. And then, you know, there's like, and the kid doesn't that, know what to do in no. that kind of situation. They're just going to be like, they're going to sit tight and they're gonna be like, okay, my mom or dad's going to come home any second now. Yeah. And it's like, well, every mom and dad's trying to get home. Everybody's trying to get home to their pets and to their kids and 
Yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. That's but, actually horrible, dude. And that's another I, thing I, that uh, they talk about in Tinfoil Hat that, uh, you know, these people, you know, are not going to want to rebuild their homes where their, you know, children died. That's, you know, just another point of them, you know, easy sell for them, for, you know, for whoever to buy up the land because, you know, all this tragedy happened and, and the families are not going to want to, you know, rebuild there. It's just, it's real sad. And man, it's, it's depressing. There's a, there's a lot more to it than that guys. Um, like I said, you can check out tinfoil hat wherever you listen to podcasts. It's uh Sam Tripoli's podcast. And this episode is, I mean, one of those that, I mean, it, it really hit me hard in the gut. Um, He's got a lot more details than what I have. Um, I, I listened to it, you know, like a week ago or so. Um, so it's not fresh in my mind right now. But man, I'm just the evil that it takes. If if that is true, I mean, I know it's it's probably just a theory. The guy was spitting out a lot of um, firsthand knowledge about it that I don't like. I said I don't have. But I mean, it seemed legit, like this the, the evidence he had that you know someone was behind it. But I mean, just the evil it would take to do that to to someone. But then you know, I, I was thinking, I was like, well, look at throughout history. Honestly, I mean, the genocide that's happened, um, and they they likened the Maui incident to the incident in Oklahoma. Um, I can't remember the name of the town. It was like one of the most prominent black, black communities. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it, they just went in there and just wiped it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, and 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 I think too, like, no matter what the disaster is, I probably wouldn't want to rebuild a house anyway. Um, you got to think people like Hurricane Katrina victims, and I mean, and that was so long ago, right? Like you're talking. Probably like when, 12 years ago, maybe? 12, yeah. 13, 14, 15 years ago? I don't know how long it was. Uh, and 12 sounds right. 12 sounds right. Um, I'm actually going to look it up. Yeah. Um, dude, it was 2005? Dang. Oh, my God. It was almost 20 years ago. That's crazy. This is, that's insane. Like, first off, it's insane how time has passed like that. But anyways, like, just a disaster like that, like, looking at these photos with all these homes, like, completely underwater, like, I just don't foresee, like, if it was me personally, I would just never go back there. I would just start over somewhere new. And that's just, it, well, that's where people grew up and stuff, like, and I think that's probably more so true for Maui than it is, like, um... New Orleans, which I'm not, again, not downplaying Hurricane Katrina or those victims are trying to, like, really compare the two. But, like, I feel like people that live in, they both have super unique cultures, yeah. right? So I, I feel like it's vastly different than, like, if you live in Orlando and a hurricane hits and messes up your house, right? Then I think you'd be like, I'd probably be like, eh, maybe I just need to move inland a little bit, you know, collect the insurance money, call it a total loss, go go buy a new home, right? Yeah. Um. But, like, for, like, places like New Orleans and, and Maui, dude, they have, like, a very specific way of life, right? Um, that is distinctly different than most of the rest of the United States. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like 
everywhere has something that makes them different and special. Um, but these types of cultures, it, like you go there and it's like, wow, dude, these people are like way different. It's like, like Boston, I feel like is way different than like the rest of the, unit. you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like there's certain cities that just are very different. I feel like Maui is one of those. So I can see how those people wouldn't want to leave. Um, but me personally, I would, I would cut my law, especially if my child passed away. Yeah. I, I can't even comprehend the pain. Oh, no. Um, that, that those people are going through, but in the videos, it looks like a laser beam. Yeah. It, I mean, if I'm just being, you can't dispute it. I mean, the, there's, I mean, photo evidence. I mean, yeah, someone could Photoshop it, but I don't think that's Photoshopped. I think that's legit. If it is, they did a good job. Yeah, I mean, it's like... And they work why, fast. Why would they Photoshop something like that to make a tragedy even worse, you know? Because you know those people, if they see that, they're like, someone attacked us and the, our government's not doing anything to help us, you know? I mean, why? I don't, I don't know why someone would just fake something like that. Um, I... I don't know. And, 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 and I also think that like, I'll be honest with you. If it was me and I, I'm not, if I was from Maui and I saw that, I would just go like, cause you gotta think dude, like the community down there has got to be really tight knit. Yeah. Right. Like you go down to your local fire department and you, you know, you ask Fred, Fred, dude, what happened? These people are saying we got shot with the. Have you ever seen a fire like this? Have you ever, you know, what, what, what kind of fire would do? Like, I would try to seek answers from people that have educations in those fields that I know. Yeah. And, th- and those people and those firefighters and stuff, like, they're going through the same thing the other people are going through, right? So, like, they wouldn't be like, if they knew it was an energy weapon or something like that, they wouldn't hide it. Right. Yeah. Because they suffered the same fate. They're, they're, they're one of the victims. Right. So if it was me personally, I would try to seek out somebody, a fire investigator or somebody who has knowledge of fires and how fires work. And because, you know, contrary to popular belief, fires are very intricate and complex. The way they move, the way they react to things, the like, you know, obviously they they need oxygen to grow. They need material, and and you know that's like the common sense. But like, I don't know if you've ever watched movies about like wildfires or firefighters and houses or, or things like that. But like, there's a lot that actually goes into um, like fire investigation. Yeah, um, so much that like. We can sit here and say, oh, aluminum melts at this point and wood melts at this point. How is that tree still standing? Right? Like, we can sit here and debate that kind of stuff all day. But at the end of the day, like, we don't know how the fire even behaves. Like, I don't know anything about how a wildfire behaves. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen videos of, you know, and this is a common tactic that uh, firefighters use or, or people that that fight wildfire fires, they will go and burn, do a controlled burn. Well, how do you even do a controlled burn, right? Like 
If you're setting something on fire, you, I mean, how do you stop it? Right. And so like these people know how to fight these things and what causes them and, and everything like that. So if I was a Maui resident, I think that would probably be the first thing that I did um, would be to go and try to find somebody who understands this stuff. Yeah. And, 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 and get their point of view. And if it's, and if it's one of those where they're like, man, you know what, Ty, I ain't never seen something like this in my life, man. You know, it's the, you know, and, and, and they could be like, it's like magma, this, or, you know, what this has done this and what fires don't react this way because of X, Y, Z. And, and if this was to happen, then this should have happened. And it doesn't make sense. Like, then let's start to try to put some puzzle pieces together about what it possibly could have been. And then after that, if you see a video or something like that surface of like uh, a possible energy weapon that has hit your area, I mean, like you kind of got to draw that conclusion yeah. that like it, that, that's a real thing, right? I mean, that's so scary. The energy weapon thing. I mean, because that I mean that's like like at any time someone could just like pinpoint an area and just take it out. If they don't like what you're doing, you know, just boom. Beep, I mean, you know, yeah. done for. Yeah. And I've also seen a bunch of um, pho- photographs of like aircrafts and stuff. So then that becomes the next question. Let's let's all right. Let's run under some assumptions here. Let's do the AFK discussions thing. All right. Let's run under the assumption that it was an energy weapon. Let's run under the assumption that it was. Um, it, it was either weapons testing or it was about money, mm-hmm. right? Like kind of like the tinfoil hat uh, podcast uh, kind of dove into. What is the delivery of this? Oh, man. I'd, I mean, because it would have to a, be. If it was an aircraft, because I've seen pictures of aircraft. Yeah. If it was an aircraft, you would think that somebody would have saw it and said something by now. Yeah, unless it was like, you know, like a stealth uh, technology or something. It's flying so high that, and you know, it's invisible to radar and, you know, pretty much invisible to sight. Then, you know, that's a possibility. I mean, I would be, I would lean way more towards satellite. Yeah. But there's like, there's even talk that they're, you know, just talking about um, weapons technology. Um, there's talk of like planes being mm-hmm. able to be cloaked just with like using mirrors and stuff to, disguise herself in the air so i mean who knows i'm i i don't know about that technology right like i'm not even gonna get into that i'll tell you what let's look i mean lasers from the sky is like pretty sci-fi dude you know it is sci-fi it it is but like you're talking about when you start talking about multiple technologies that don't exist that's when we kind of i feel like we're going off the rails a little bit but I mean, they do have those that invisible, um, that invisible glass. I know you've seen it, where the guy, like, yeah, 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 sets yeah, it yeah. up and gets behind it and disappears. I mean, that's, I mean, that's real stuff. And if like someone, yeah, I know that's real, yeah, yeah, like, but if someone like you know Joe Schmo can get a hold of something like that, then what does you know the powers that be have? It's way more advanced than that, you know. Okay, so according to um, CNN, the wildfires are believed to have been ignited due to a power surge at a power substation. 
what? Yeah, that's what it, I mean. That's what it says. Yeah, but how does that make sense? That it would wipe out like a whole neighborhood, a power surge. I mean, would it be like, you know, like in the movies where like all these bolts of electricity are just shooting across and like destroying things from a tower or something? You know, I mean, that that just yeah. doesn't make sense. I will say USA Today has published an article. Chris Mueller um, from USA Today published an article two days ago, um, which is this is a very. Um, uh, USA Today is a pretty, pretty big publication yeah um it says videos of green lights in the sky is evidence maui fires were caused by direct energy weapons there you go uh and then they have the direct link to the instagram video watch this so it's actually it's an actual video yeah let's watch this together actually yeah share that's great let's let's do this and guys next episode we're really um like i said it's going to be videoed and i'm going to try my best to figure out how we can make sure that we're showing you what we're looking at whenever we look at stuff hey roll that beautiful bean footage what watch watch it'll be slow motion here look dude and that looks to be like an aircraft yeah um let's see uh there's an archive link it's let's see says an august 14th instagram video and then there's a direct link the video we just watched shows vertical lines of green flashing light across the night sky before wildfires start in hawaii um it says the video caption features a series of hashtags including dues which is direct energy weapons i'm assuming um, hashtag direct energy weapons and hashtag laser weapons. This video was liked more than a thousand times in 10 days. So are they saying this started at night? I thought this started in the daytime. Whenever all the know. kids were at home from school. I don't know. Well, it could have started like that and then like quietly spread throughout the night without people knowing. Um, but this is like one of the first video, like videos that even pops up is a USA Today video. Yeah. Here, actually, let me let me hit the hit the volume on this real quick. Let's hit play. See, I'm right there. That's the power line that started started from up the road there. It says it was a power line. That is still burning. Yeah. See, that's the power line they're talking about. Around yeah. 3 p.m., the fires flare back up. Uh, beginning to threaten homes in Maui. Uh, winds exceeding 50 miles per hour pushed smoke and embers sloped into downtown Loahana. Dude, Dude, that is crazy. That, that's more than just a fire, man. To destroy some, look at that. That is crazy. Guys, there's like these cars that are just like toast. It says by 4.30 p.m., uh, some evacuations are announced. But witnesses say of this sub the subdivision was already engulfed in flames. Say much of the subdivision was uh, engulfed in flames. Minutes, our whole neighborhood was covered in smoke, and we were just fighting not to get out of here. So, and then the trees fell, so we had to like make our way around um, wherever we could. Oh my god! This is I mean, it's horrific, man, dude. 
Between 4 and 6 p.m., people on the front streets were cut off by the fire and forced to flee toward the ocean. Nothing. Like, everyone was just word of mouth evacuating. That's why so many people were just on front street, just hanging out. Like, they, they were helpless. Says Maui Police Chief uh, John Pelletier says officers use loudspeakers, knocked on doors to get people to evacuate. It is not clear when those efforts occurred. That's some how is it crap. not clear? I know. When did the police chief tell people to to look at that dude? Dude, that is crazy. Says some residents use dirt roads and four wheelers to escape the fire. It says high winds carried burning materials out into the ocean, igniting multiple vessels near uh, Lahania Bay or Lahania Harbor. By 5.30 p.m., the fires uh, have burned for hours that continue to spread through Lahana. Uh, I, I'm sure I'm setting. not saying this right. So it's but. getting dark. And then all of a sudden, I seen a, a thick uh, bellow of smoke come behind the property. And the thing that stood up yeah. in the winds was, was just like whipping. I thought I thought like the the fire was going towards the ocean, but then it went north, which came around my house area. So I saw it come up behind the the house, and then I could see. All right, guys, we're watching a uh, watching a video here. Flames, like I thought it was like another sun coming out. They should be able to hear the video. Yeah, they the recording. Yeah, they, you should be able to hear it. Sorry, guys. So at 7.30 p.m., the fire continues into the night. It pushes north, causing residents to flee after, the, after initially being told their homes were not at risk. It is not until the next day that the true extent of the damage can be seen, with much of the town, uh, much of the town destroyed more than 100 homes and businesses. Dude. Pray That's crazy. Z. To actually, like, because I, I, I'm going to be fully transparent. I don't have cable. Yeah. Um, we do have cable. We have YouTube TV. I take it back. We have, we have YouTube TV. But we don't watch the news. You know what I mean? Um, that's just not... I think that's a generational thing. Maybe it's just like mine and my wife's generation. We just don't really dive into the news. And, that, and to be completely honest, like all the news makes its way to social media anyway. Yeah. So social media, I feel like, is like... I'm going to say this with a, and I want you guys to take it with a grain of salt, please. I feel like social media is a good way to stay in the loop with what is going on. That does not mean that the information coming from social media is factual. If you hear fires in Maui, go to Google, find a publication you trust, and then go look at it, right? Like, I feel like that's how I get most of my information is just social media. And I go, really? That really happened? And then I'll Google it. Go to a publication I trust, figure out what's going on from there, right? Yeah, I totally would agree. I think that, um, gosh, I, but man, you know, I, I, I was just sitting here thinking, all, all the stuff that happened with the fires, it, and, and I, and I was going back to Katrina in my head about how, you know, the, um, the land grabs and everything. I mean, yeah. if you remember one of the big things about Katrina was the you know, the levees broke. Yeah. And they it like wiped out like a bunch of like poor communities. 
down there. I mean, that's, I mean, kind of, I don't know. It just, it, I didn't really put two and two together until it just popped in my head. So, um, that's just, it's crazy. I don't know. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I completely understand. I'm sorry guys. I'm very ADD and sometimes stuff pops in my head and I just got to go with it. Right. Like I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like Hurricane Katrina was um, a setup. I don't think it was. Um, I, don't, I don't see a conspiracy behind it. Um, but with that being said, I mean, people are always going to take advantage of, of people in need. I mean, that's just the way of the world, which is horrible to say. And it's, it's sad to say, right? But it, 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 that just is true. Yeah. Um, but the next thing I actually want to talk about, let's talk about the president going to Maui. Okay, okay. I know nothing about this. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. News to me, I didn't even know he went. I, I think maybe, maybe he didn't go. Maybe I saw a press conference. Hold on, let me look. Um, yes, that's... I don't know, I just... I don't see Biden. Um, in, in yeah, yeah. He visited on Monday, pledged to provide federal assistance as long as it takes uh, to ensure Maui recovers. Biden waited nearly, and this is again USA Today, Biden waited nearly two hours, uh, waited nearly two weeks, sorry, to visit Hawaii. A delay at the White House uh, was necessary to avoid interfering with search and rescue. Um, anyways, so Biden goes there. He gives a, um, um, a speech about how he's going to provide aid. And it's something along the lines of he's giving them like the people of residents of Maui, like $700. I don't know what that was for. Right. I don't know if it's for like immediate aid. Hey, everybody in Maui is getting $750 to get, you know, either off the Island hotel room, get some food, do whatever. And then we're going to figure out a better solution for you guys. I don't know if that's what it was. Yeah. Um, But during the press conference, his wife is talking and he bites his wife's finger. It was just so weird. What? Dude. Have oh you not God, seen no. that? That is great. Um, dude. Uh, hold on. Now, now, now I got to show you. I gotta gosh, show you. dude, that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> bites is, wife's finger. Dude. Is he, I mean, dude, I already it, think it he, is, I already think he's a robot or a, like a reptilian or something. I don't, it just keeps adding to it. What I'm pretty sure world? Joe Biden's to nibble on his wife's finger. Okay, no, this is this is a different incident. Okay, it was it was this was an Ohio thing. Okay, um, yeah, dude, this right here. I, okay, I my, that's my bad guys. Totally give you misinformation. Um, I thought that this was and Hawaii. When they cut to the here you go. Of the Watch this. States. Here you go. Watch this. <laughs> what, dude? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Dude. But anyways, yeah, so apparently they're not, I don't know how much assistance, if any, the U.S. government is providing um, to the families that were affected by these wildfires. Um, but that's just to, just to say, like, FEMA is known for not giving good, like, keep cutting back to previous tragedies like Hurricane Katrina, right? Like, FEMA was awful. Yeah. Like, didn't do what they said they were going to do. Didn't deliver pallets of water to people. Like, it's just like a horrible situation. Now, also, I 
I think that there's a huge failure on the parts of insurance companies. And this, I feel like this is something that people don't talk about. Um, all those homeowners, why didn't they get money immediately from insurance companies? I don't, I don't know how insurance companies work, but uh, I mean, I mean if, it's, if it's a, if it's a natural disaster, like I, I don't know the, the process in which you get money, but like my insurance, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you my insurance, right? Yeah. So my insurance says that if my house becomes unlivable in the event of um, tornado, fire, flood, there's a, I, I got the best insurance I could possibly get, right? Yeah. All, all sorts of reasons. If my house becomes an uninhabitable, they will pay for me to go stay somewhere else. Now, I don't know if that means reimbursement or not, um, but I would assume not. Um, I can contact the insurance company. I can go stay somewhere. I pay my deductible, and the insurance will pay the bill on whatever hotel we choose to stay at, and we can stay somewhere for up to two years. Um, obviously, I wouldn't stay in a hotel for two years. Probably do something like an Airbnb. Yeah. Um, like a long-term Airbnb type deal. But um, but yeah, so my insurance gives me money to go somewhere and stay somewhere. Now, with that being said as well, I know that not every American is financially equipped to deal with a situation like that. Um, if it were me, I would try my best to go somewhere else stay, you know, fly to family or, or do something like that. But I definitely think that the, the whole, the whole money thing, it just irritates me because I feel like people aren't being taken care of properly. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes a lot further than money. I mean, these people need a place to lay their heads in the most difficult time. Um, that they've probably ever had in their life, right? Like, I don't know everybody's life. I'm sure there's more difficult things than losing your home. We talked about losing children, of course, right? Like, but I'm sure that season of their life is, is, is relatively difficult, right? So like, I think me personally, I would rather have a place to lay my head not have to worry about where I'm in, where my next meal is going to come. Like, you saying $750, how am I going to get it? What bank's going to give it to me? Is it going to be my bank? What do I need? What information do I need to give you? Blah, 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 blah. Right? Like, those people need aid and they just need it. Yeah. Let's get the people out of Maui. Let's fly them to Honolulu. We've, you know, we've booked out, you know, we have 50 hotels that we're shoving people into. The government's going to cover the bill. All you need is, you know, some sort of of proof that you lived in Maui, right? I think that's reasonable. Um, and your family can stay there free of charge. And then let the companies come to the government afterwards and be like, okay, these people stayed for this long. Here's the bill. And let the government pay the bill. Those people should just be able to go there. Breakfast should be provided for those people. Lunch should be provided for those people. Dinner should be provided for those people. Like... That should just be how it works. Yeah. Versus, hey guys, I'm gonna we got 700 bucks for you guys right now, and then we'll come up with blah 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 solutions. Um, but I don't know what the government's doing about it. Um, and if the conspiracy theory is believed to be true, I would say the government's probably not going to do a whole lot. Yeah, the, I I don't think they're going to do a whole lot, especially if they're the ones testing one testing energy weapons. 
Two, using energy weapons to do a land grab for what God knows what reason. Maybe they need the land to do some Area 51-ish type stuff. Who, who knows? Right? That would be like, crazy. I mean, Maui, that would be the yeah, new Area that would, 51. <laughs> that would be nuts, right? Yeah. But like, who who knows what the reasoning is? But it, it like again, we'll run into the assumption that it was energy weapons. There's lots of evidence out there. I urge you guys. Hit your Instagrams, hit your Facebooks, hit your favorite publications. Like I said, <clears throat> CNN reported on it, USA Today reported on it, Fox News reported on it. Whatever publication you guys um, choose, go do your research, go look at it. Um, you you guys know me, I'm a skeptic, but man, Jason, I'm telling you right now, this one, it's got me, man. I I think that this is this is this was an attack. I think that this was. I don't want to say attack. Probably that's not the right. That's probably not the right word to use. But I will say this one really feels like it was targeted. Yeah. Right. Like something happened. It wasn't just a a substation blew some power lines, caused a wildfire, everything burned to the ground. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, think so either. I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's that straightforward. Yeah, man. No. Um, but that's just me. And, and like I said, it's so scary to think that. Um... I mean, of course, we're vulnerable, but if if there's a weapon like that out there, I mean, we're really vulnerable, you know? And, and you know, and I've always said stuff like this, like, I am a big proponent of protection for people. I advise people to protect their family however they deem necessary. Um, obviously, don't go out and shoot a bunch of people for no reason, but, you know... Um, I think you should have the right to protect your family with whatever tools you deem necessary. Um, and with that being said, you know, I've told people, oh, I, if, if, the, if the government wanted you to have your guns, you would hand them to them because they have the power and the technology. Like, what would you do if they just go, all right, we need everybody to go to these, these buildings, these designated zones to turn in all weapons? And people are going to be like, well, I'm not turning my weapon. Okay, they carpet bomb half your neighborhood. Now are you going to go turn in your weapons? Yeah. Like, like I mean, at what, at what, like, obviously, we're going to fight a tyrannical, tyrannical government. But what I'm saying is, is like, honestly, like, if the military and the U.S. government wanted you to hand over all your weapons, I'm telling you, it would, I would say a good 90% would be turned over. Yeah. Speaking of that, I mean, what? I I know it's it's in like the contract or whatever when you join the military. If if I'm if I'm mistaken, let me know. But it's something to the effect of you know you say that you know if you're asked to, I think fight your own people or something like that. That it you know you got to like do that command or something. Like that. I I don't know. I I'm paraphrasing. Oh. It's something like sure. that, right? So the oath is like defend the country from all enemies, both foreign and domestic. Yeah, domestic. So I mean, that's well. Like, here's the thing: who determines who the enemy is? Yeah, but I mean, leader, is there like, soldiers? Your, leader, your leaders do. I'm right? sure. That's so who, yeah, I'm sure there's soldiers that will you know blindly follow the lead. But I want to. I w- I would like to think that if it's I don't if think they it's, if people think oh this is this you know this is some bad stuff they're you know I'm. It's not like, that simple because yeah. the military does a really good job at car- compartmentalizing everything. Yeah. 
and they will send your unit out to a field and they will say, hey, don't let anybody pass. And you'll be like, why? And they're going to go, because we said so. Yeah. You don't know why that is, right? It could be that the people coming at you are infected with a disease. It could be the people uh, behind you are rich and wealthy and there was been this huge thing happen. Like it, it, when you're in the military, they, they just tell you, hey, you there, get in this vehicle, go sit on the corner of Fifth and Broadway and don't talk to anybody. And you go, well, why are we doing that? And it's like, because I told you to go do it, just go. Yeah. And you're in the army and you're just going to go, okay, I, got, I guess I'll just go do this thing, right? It's not like they say, okay, guys, here's what's happening. Um, we're going to go take these people's guns. This is how we're going to take their guns. That's not how they would do it, right? Yeah. It's, that's just not how the military operates. Um, now, that's not to be, you know, confused with like, of course, people talk. People know, like, eventually we'll figure out what's going on. Right. But in the moment, you're kind of just told to go do something that doesn't mean anything. Right. Like, that's like you going to tell your kid to clean your room. They don't know why they're cleaning their room. They just know that you told to go, like, you told them to go clean the room, which doesn't seem bad. Right. Yeah. But like, what if you had killed somebody in their room and all you did was clean up the blood and you said, no, go in there and mop your room with bleach? It, it stinks in there. They're going to go, okay. You know, yeah. they're not going to know that you killed their, somebody in their room. They're just, well, my dad wants my room to smell good and bleach does clean things and they want me to clean my room. And what's so bad about that? Yeah. Right. That's how the army does things. Right. At least the, I can only speak for the army. I'm sure the other branches are very similar. Maybe not the Air Force, maybe not the Navy, but the Marines and the army for sure are like that. Right. It's very compartmentalized. You're going to know the bare minimum to do what they need you to do that will be part of a bigger plan, right? Yeah. So I definitely don't think that it would be a, hey, we're going to go take these people's guns kind of situation. Now, um, I think everybody has a choice, right? Like, at the end of the day, if you find out, oh, dude, we're sitting in this field not allowing people to go through because there's a control point behind us where they're telling people to turn in their weapons. Mm-hmm. That's then you need to make a choice. Do I believe in this? Do I not believe in this? Is this a lawful order? Well, at this point, and if we're talking about people turning in guns, I mean, the country's in a really bad spot, right? So I, I don't think anybody's going to be scared of a court marshal or going to Fort Leavenworth prison for disobeying direct orders or claiming that an order was lawful. Um, and the military will use the, the term lawful order. Um, Loosely, right? Like, if if let's say a you're you're overseas and a and a, a command sergeant major is rolling with your unit outside of the wire, kicking doors, or you're doing something, and he tells you to shoot these a group of people. He goes, "Hey, you, you walk in. He's got these people on the floor, and he goes, hey, they try to kill me. They're insurgents, whatever. Shoot them, and you shot them all, right? And they yeah. turned out to be innocent people." And then now you're in front of the Senate and you're all over CNN. Um, the military is going to go, well, you should have known that was not a lawful order for you to kill those people. And you hiding behind that is not going to work here. Right. But then they'll also flip the script and say, let's say you didn't do it. You were like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then you get back and he's like, see, here's proof that they were insurgents. 
you disobeyed a lawful order, you're going to prison, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a lose-lose situation, right? Yeah, like yeah. the army will use that either way, the military, right? I, mean, I say the army because I was in their army, but yeah. like they're going to use that either way. Um, they'll, they'll flip the script on you, right? So um, I think in the, in the situation of, hey, everybody needs to turn in their guns, I think you're going to just, the line's going to be drawn rather quickly, right? Like people are going to know. The, it, are you with the government or are you not with the government? Mm -hmm. Now, it's not such a simple choice, right? Because what's going to happen is the people that are like, okay, I'm not with the government. I support the American people, blah, 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 of course. Well, they're going to go home. They're going to get their guns. And they're going to be like, all right, if somebody tries to come take my guns, then we're going to kill them, right? Yeah. And then you're going to have people that are like, well, it's the army. Because the army is not just going to do it blindly. And be like, uh, whoever leaves, leaves. And if you stay, then we're going to treat you like, no, they're going to come and say, hey, listen, we got lodging for you guys on this base. You can bring your family. Your family will be safe. Um, we're going to give you this much money. We're going to do, they're going to give you incentives, right? They're going to say, we're going to do all these things for you and your family is going to be protected. All we need you to do is take these people's guns away. Yeah. Right. That could be appealing to some people. It depends on what kind of situation those people are in. It depends on what kind of situation the country's in, yeah. right? Like, I'm going to be honest. Do I care more about your right to bear arms than my child's life? In that moment, no, right? Like, I'm probably going to side with the government and be like, all right, me and Caitlin are going over here. Um, they're going to be there. I'm going to come take your guys' guns so that my, you know, because all hell's going to be breaking loose anyway. You know what I mean? So I guess it really depends on where you are um, It when something like that happens. Um, but yeah, the, the whole... If, if the United States government really wanted people to hand over their guns, like they have the weapons and the technology to do so. Like People think that it's going to be somebody coming door to door, knocking on your door. Hey, we're with the United States government. We want to... No, they're going to force you to come to them they're going to force you through multiple checkpoints. They're, you know, they're going to, like, by the time you get to them, your gun will be useless, right? Like, like if you were like, all right, we're going to turn it, we're going to act like we're turning our guns and we're going to shoot it and kill everybody, right? Like, yeah. And then they're going to tell you straight up, listen, if you guys do not comply with our orders, we're going to start killing people. These people have airplanes that nobody has to fly. And if you think, for one second, that there is not people in the military that are for the U.S. government, that are not for the American people, you are crazy as hell. Oh, yeah, I know. And, and, and coming from somebody that was in the military, dude, there are people that are in the Army that will, that will get on the ground and freaking lick the floors clean if somebody told them to. That's just how some people are. And if you think for a second... There's not one person that they can teach to fly a predator drone into a civilian populace and kill a bunch of people to to get to a goal that they want. You're crazy. Yeah. If you well, no, there wouldn't be a drone pilot that would do that. You're stupid. You're stupid. Those are the kind of people they pick to be drone pilots. Yeah. What are you? You don't even know what you're talking about. And so, like, the U.S. government has. Technologies that people know exist, tanks and drones and bombs and missiles that they can shoot from silos halfway across the world and hit a dime, 
like I'm telling you, if if the U.S. government and we've gotten way off track here, folks, <laughs> um, I just want to say we're way off the rails here. Um, we're supposed to be talking about Maui. Um, but I am a firm believer that if the U.S. government really wanted people to turn in their weapons, um, they would get them to turn in their weapons. No, that's just, you know. Yeah. But that's think, horrible. And again, yeah. I, I preface it by saying I feel like everybody has the right to defend their families however they see fit, right? Yeah. So um, I own guns. I own multiple guns. I was talking to Jason before the episode about buying a gun from him. Right. Like, so I don't want everybody to get all up in arms. You're anti guns. You're not anti guns. Um, I am for whatever works for the, for the individual. Yeah. Right. So, um, but yeah, I definitely think if the government wants your guns, you're just going to give them to them. You're, you're just not even going to have a choice. Yeah. There, there would probably be a resistance, but um, it, would be small. it would be small and short lived, I think. Yeah. It, it would be. A huge, it would be a populace from probably the southern United States that would get squashed and quelled relatively quickly. Yeah. But um, anyways, back to the back to the Maui thing. Um, <clears throat> I don't I think that this was a targeted event. I don't think it was a substation caught half the you know started a fire, the winds picked up and, 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 you know, the island burnt to the ground. Yeah. I I don't think that that's what happened either. I I think, I mean, it's just unrealistic. I'm, I'm sure wind and fire. Yes. It can wind mixed with fire, you know, like you said, fire breathes and the wind would make stoke it and make it hotter. But I mean, that, I mean, looking at what we went through back with the wildfires and or the the fires in Gallenberg and stuff, there was a lot of damages. Yes, but it took a lot longer for that to happen than what happened in Maui. It seems like the the Smokies fires just took like a day or two to make that much damage. You know? Yeah. And I, and I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. Definitely the it's a different it's a completely different ecosystem, first off, right? Yeah. Like um the veget you know, the vegetation's different, the fauna is different, like it just everything's just different. Um but yeah, like I said, like there's so much that goes into the behavior of wildfires that and, and I I'm on the I'm like I'm in the camp with you, like Looking at p- fires that happen in because California is a pretty close, you know, environment or you know, comparison hey. to to Hawaii. Yeah, and their wildfires don't seem to spread that fast either. No, no, they they have wildfires there like once a year. Seems like right, you know? right. So, and and I would really compare them to them and not compare them to really Gallenberg. But yeah. like, yeah, I'm in the camp with you. I think that. This happened really fast. There was no warning given to people. Like, obviously, no warning. It's a wildfire. But like, the the even even the police chief doesn't even know when he told people to start telling people to get out. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, he would know. I mean, they they should record stuff like that. You know, I mean, I mean, they, yeah. they do. Every yeah. everything that goes out over the radio is recorded. If he told somebody over the radio, it's recorded. If there are. Calls coming through dispatch, which I'm sure there were thousands, you know, of calls coming through dispatch about fire here, burn victims here, this here. I mean, I'm sure it was horrid. 
Um, but all that stuff's recorded, right? Yeah. So I find it really hard to believe that they, the, 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 the police chief doesn't know when he told deputies or police officers to go around and help evacuate people. That's absurd. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, so that's my verdict on this, on this topic. I think it's a yeah. uh, conspiracy confirmed here. Uh, I, I think so also. And just the, um, it, the m- amount of devastation that happened there, it just seems more than something natural, you know? Right. Um, it definitely seems like a targeted attack or something like that. I mean, it, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't want to say that, you know, yes, definitely it's a targeted attack, but I think it's something yeah. more than what we are being led to believe, you know? Oh, for sure. That I know. Um, but yeah, guys, um, let us know what you think. Get, shoot us some comments, shoot us some DMs, uh, hit us up on Instagram. Um, I will be sharing um, some of the reels that I saw um, and that I showed Jason. I'll be sharing some of those on our Instagram tomorrow morning, probably, uh, for you guys to go check out. Um, so this podcast will be going out on Tuesday, Jason? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, it'll be going out on Tuesday. So look at Monday's post on Instagram. If you're listening right now, go look at Monday's post. Um, but yeah, guys, I, I definitely think that this is this is um, this is targeted. Um, and some cleanup items before we finish episode again, um, we're really shooting to start doing videos for you guys, um, and publishing those on YouTube so that you can go, um, and actually see our beautiful smiling faces on YouTube, um, as we, um, publish these episodes. Um, and we should do start doing that by next episode. Right. Yep. Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, I mean, there's, there's a few things we got to still figure out. Um, the way I recorded with Phil was very rudim- rudimentary, um, but uh, I know you you are more of a whiz with OBS than I am, Ty. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. We will, um, yeah, we'll for sure get it figured out and we'll get some overlays and um, get a good polished uh, product out to you guys for you to um, enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Um, any 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 closing items from you, Jason? Um, yeah, just uh, like go and check out Reaper Apparel, ReaperApparel.com. Uh, you can save fifteen percent if you go and use code AFK Discussions. Um, also, I've been uh, talking to this new company, um, and we we're speaking. We we're talking about guns earlier. Um, it's a gun cleaning company, and uh, it's called Riptide Armory, and they are really good. Um, I had some some shotguns that I need to clean that uh, when my dad passed away, he passed them down to me. And um, so I, I bought some of their stuff and cleaned the guns up and they look really nice and shiny and um, their product's really good. So uh, give them a check out, Riptide Armory. But other than that, I guess that that's about all. Um, like Ty said, go follow us and uh, like us. If you're listening to this right now, I mean... Just click that subscribe. I mean, that would help us out a lot. You're already listening to us. Might as well click subscribe. It's not going to hurt. I mean, maybe if you have like a splinter in your finger and you're clicking the mouse button, that may hurt. But right, right. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, that would help us out together, though, guys. That would really help us out. Um, also, leave a review, like we said earlier. Um, but yeah, like us, follow us. Uh, I want to say again, thanks to Facebook Legends. You guys are awesome. Um, I think uh, I looked earlier, and, and we were almost to 3,000 followers, which is crazy. That's so, crazy. I know. Um, would that make us influencers, I guess, sort of? Uh, I think, yeah, probably. I would say so. Yes. Why not? Sure. Add, add the tag on there. Let's do it. All right. I th- but feels good to be back, guys. I'm um, looking forward to doing more. We have a lot more things in the works coming up for you guys very soon as well. Um, but we'll keep you updated. Until next time. Yeah, guys. Until next time. Peace. Peace, Jason. Peace, Ty. <laughs> Ripping through the ages.